Good morning. So what are we celebrating today? How many people would say New Year's? Okay, I figured with this crowd it would be New Year's a little bit. You know? How many people would say the Solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God? Okay, that's pretty good too. How many would say both? All right, that's probably closer to the reality of it. So we begin a new year today that's God's gift to us. What we do with that year is our gift to God. Okay. The Feast of Mary, Mother of God, is one of the oldest Marian feasts in the Church. Ever since the fourth century, the Church, after celebrating the birth of the Savior, has asked for a blessing on the new year under the maternal protection of Mary. Mary, our mother of our Savior and our mother. She became the mother of the Redeemer and our mother as the mother of the redeemed. She's also the protector of this country, the United States of America and the protector of our families as we renewed that this past week in the Feast of the Holy Family. And speaking of families, let me tell you a quick story. As you probably know by now, we have eight children in our family, and my dear wife Peggy and I have done our very best to protect them as they grew up so they grow into adulthood. But there was a period of time, while they were still in grade school, but a couple of them were starting into teenage ages, where we were spending a lot of time in the emergency rooms, getting stitches. Nothing catastrophic, but somebody would trip going through the sprinkler system for stitches. They would stumble in the gym, going up and down the steps, five more stitches. There would be a bicycle accident, seven stitches. We were up to 200 stitches, okay, <laughs> in the emergency rooms, and the doctors were sort of looking at us rather suspiciously. So at that point, we called a family meeting and a prayer meeting for us and we placed all of our children under the protection of our Lord and the Blessed Mother. We asked them to protect our children, and we consecrated our family and entrusted the protection to our Lord and to the Blessed Mother. And what happened? Immediately, the trips to the emergency room ceased. There was no more breaks or gashes that had to be stitched. If you have children or grandchildren, I urge you to place them under the protection of our Blessed Mother and consecrate your family. You see, this feast of our Blessed Mother and the New Year go hand in hand. 
They do it quite well. They're both occasions of faith and hope, renewed hope, if at all possible. In today's readings, we revisit the gospel that you heard on Christmas morning. In today's gospel, we hear Mary name her son Jesus. We hearken back to the Annunciation when the angel Gabriel told her that she was to conceive a son and his name would be Jesus. Therefore, today's gospel, that promise was fulfilled. Now, when we pray, Mary, Mother of God, we're not suggesting that Mary was a goddess who gave birth to God. She did not create divinity within her, but she was the tabernacle for our Lord Jesus for those nine months before his birth. And she gave birth to a child who for all eternity was the eternal word. And Mary is a great example for all of us. She hears the good news, ponders it in her heart, and then fully responds to it. Her heart becomes the place of discovering Jesus. And St. Augustine so beautifully described it by saying, Mary conceived Jesus in her heart before conceiving him in her womb. And we would make a mistake if we think that at the moment of the Annunciation, Mary completely knew or understood what her ascent meant. Consider what's going through Mary's mind as they arrive in Bethlehem, and the innkeeper says, we have no room here at the inn for you. And so they then find a cave or a stable and she has to place her son, the son of God, in a manger. But then the shepherds appear, and they were simple, humble shepherds. But they tell her, and they preach the gospel to the Blessed Mother, repeating what had been told them by the angels. And this reassured Mary that what was told her at the Annunciation was indeed happening to her. And Mary pondered over those words and treasured that memory. This is our Blessed Mother, a flesh and blood woman of her time, a hardworking girl, cheerfully willing to be of service to all those that she met. She was not a Christmas card Madonna set serenely against a gold background with angels hovering above her shoulders. No, she lived in simplicity, marked by no riches or privilege in her lifetime. She saw herself as the handmaid of our Lord, trusting in providence. And this continued throughout our Lord's infancy. Recall that they had to leave in the middle of the night for Egypt 
because Herod, in his insane jealousy, was trying to kill the child Jesus by slaughtering the holy innocents. This trust continued through his youth. Finally, as he left home, the Blessed Mother followed his public life, his exorcisms, his healings, his miracles, his confrontations. Can you imagine as a parent watching Jesus carry his cross through Jerusalem? That's what Mary had to do, that trail of blood through Jerusalem, the Via Dolorosa, they call it. And when finally she takes her place at the foot of the cross and watches him in agony and dying, and then his body is lowered from the cross and she has to hold that body, that same body that she had caressed and comforted throughout his lifetime. And each step of the way, she had to assert and reassert that yes, whatever it meant. She said, be it done unto me according to thy word. And she had to remember that. And this should be a lesson to all of us as well. When we say yes to our Lord, it's not a one-time yes and then forget it. None of us know what the future will bring. I think we all know that, just the, the changes that have occurred just the last few years. It's similar to taking that vow of marriage, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, reaffirming that same yes, the will to be done on a daily basis. In our society today, our lives are noisy, distracted, full of self-centeredness, a lot of worries. If we were to take a picture of our soul, I think it might be of a cluttered garage with all kinds of desires and regrets and hopes and ideas being strewn about. Our Blessed Mother has a tool to assist us, a solution for us. And the wonderful thing is that it has a 100% success rate. This tool was given by Mary to St. Dominic in the 13th century in a vision to him. It's called the Rosary. My grandmother called it a, a mouthful of Hail Marys, but it's much more than that. It's an opportunity to kneel down with our Lord and the Blessed Mother or to sit down with them and talk to them one-on-one -on -one about our concerns, about our lives. And by celebrating this feast today, we renew our observance of Christmas. We do this by celebrating the mother 
And when we do that, we celebrate her son. And when we celebrate her son, we celebrate what he offers us, nothing less than the opportunity to spend eternity with him. He offers us to share his divine life with us. And that's the mystery that we, like Mary, must ponder and celebrate joyfully today at this liturgy. Let us close with a blessing from the first reading today, which is so wonderful. I'd ask you to close your eyes and just visualize what our Lord is doing as he asked Moses and Aaron to bless the chosen people, to bless us. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord let his life shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. Amen. Amen. God love you.